I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in our official studio. We're back. We're back in an actual studio and not just my apartment. And I'm sitting right across the table from my producer and co-host, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. I also just want to take a moment to say happy March. It's officially March, which is the most exciting on happy hour month of the year. Yeah. Because it's officially hot guy March madness time. Yes. The horniest time of the year. Mm. The springs are starting to... to sprung <laughs> and guess what the blood is flowing it is right into my people oh boy all right <laughs> that's how i sexy talk <laughs> yep uh we're gonna have a lot of hawkeye march madness content for you this month don't worry but that's not what we're here to talk about today before we begin i also have a question for our listeners what have you bought tickets for our in-person live show at Caroline's on Broadway on March 16th yet? <laughs> just sound more like you're just reading a script. <laughs> well, go do it. Do it right now. If you live in New York City and you are a listener of this show and you don't have tickets to our live show at Caroline's on Broadway, March 16th, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Day before St. Patrick's Day. Then you're Day. a son of a bitch. Yeah. That's right. It's going to be so much fun. It's a Wine Wednesday. It's the day before St. Patrick's Day. We got a lot of fun stuff planned. What I might buy balloons. Ooh. You know, I'm we just like. We love a balloon moment. Why not? Yeah. Why not make it festive and fun? <laughs> this is our first live show in probably 15, 16 years, at I think. At least. And um, yeah, famously at the last one, Barry pissed her pants. Oh my God. Just fully Never let it go. Emptied her bladder on stage. Okay, not fully. It was not a full leak, okay? It was a small leak. I don't understand how your pelvic floor works, but once my once the dam is broken, it's all coming out. <laughs> no, so. I have some sense of control, even though I also don't because I piss myself on stage. Yeah, so the link is in our show notes. You can keep listening while you click on that screen and put in your credit card info so you can come laugh with us and breathe our air, yes. our sacred air. Do it. All right, so coming up on today's show, we're going to kick things off with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into meetings. We're putting our little suit and ties on, we're grabbing our little briefcases, and we're shitting all over these so-called necessary meetings. My ass, they're necessary. (laughs) And finally, we'll get to all the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easy with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. (laughs) 
All right, Barry, what do you have to bitch about this week? You're always bitching about something. I always know every time you show up, I'm going to hear get an earful. Yeah. I say, here she comes. <laughs> it's almost like this whole podcast <laughs> is about complaining. Yeah, what do you have to shit on? Here's what I have to shit on. People who immediately honk right when the light turns green, mm. especially mm-hmm, if that person mm-hmm. is five cars back. Because listen, the second that light turns green, if you are five cars back, even if the first person immediately starts going, you will not start going. Yeah. That is, I don't know if it's physics or microbiology or science in some form. It's something, it's time, and you're wrong and annoying and stupid and I hate you. Yeah, I have so many thoughts on this topic. Yeah. Uh, it could be a deep dive all on itself. One, I don't think we should have evolved beyond the like clown honk. Oh, the, absolutely. Honk, honk. <laughs> I'm sorry, can we get that one more time? Honk, honk. There it is. <laughs> it's the sound I make when I come. Uh, <laughs> Stop. First of all, that is the sound that all honks should make. Yes. Okay, there's no reason that a honk should last longer than 0.5 seconds. Agreed. I think if you lay on your horn for more than two full seconds, your car should explode. I believe I've said this before. <laughs> I think I nothing gets me more pissed off than someone who lays on their horn. Yeah. Because it's like whatever you're honking for, the person that you're aiming it at got it. Yeah. By, by the first second. Yeah. Okay. You're just and adding now you're to just the pissing noise everybody else. Yeah. yeah. My new favorite genre of TikTok video. Uh, oh. Hit the TikTok bell. Is videos of people yelling at car horns that are honking in New York. Because it's like, yeah, oftentimes it's these like side streets that people get trapped on and then they lay on their horns. And it's like, okay, at any given moment, I'm napping. So you need to not be honking. Treat the world around you like Matt is nearby napping. Yeah, because guess what he probably is? Innocent, delicate baby who's asleep. Think of that. Yeah. And that is me. We need like a baby on board sticker, but for you and Unhappy yeah. Hour listeners. Check out our merch, unhappyhourshop.com. We don't have a baby on board sticker. We don't. We just have sh- beautiful shirts, sweatshirts, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. hats. What about you? What are you here to bitch about this week? Well, if you can't tell based on the new sound of my voice, I'm sure everyone's like, who is this? Where did Matt go? It's been me the whole time. I know. I may sound different. And that is because I have a gaping mass that is missing from my mouth in the form of a wisdom tooth that got yanked from the roof of my poor, poor face vagina. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This is the first tooth that I've had pulled as an adult. Mm -hmm. My first adult tooth. I don't (laughs) know. Your first tooth pulled not by your mom using a pair of pliers. (laughs) Literally, yes. (laughs) And I don't know why I expected to like it it just to be perfectly fine by like that night. I just assumed that it would like they would rip it out and that I would be back to normal. Yeah. My mouth would be fully functional. Not Absolutely how that works. Not. No, I've been eating mush for the last. <laughs> this is the most I've spoken. I've lived in perpetual fear. I didn't even know that dry socket was a thing oh, until yeah. my mom brought it up. Thanks Daddy. a lot, Deborah. And then, of course, I started Googling it not and I saw a idea. lot of horrific images. 
apparently what happens is you get a, a tooth pulled. Uh, if it's an adult tooth, there's not another one just waiting to pop in and fill the hole. So you got a hole in there. It fills up with blood. A blood clot oh. forms. I know it's disgusting. I can't even think about it. I'll get shaky and faint. Okay, good thing you're talking about it in a small enclosed space. <laughs> Thank you so much. But if you if the blood clot comes loose Ew, and falls out, stop. Uh, you'll just have like an exposed nerve or whatever. Um, so you have to like constantly, you have to make sure that you don't irritate that spot for mm-hmm. several days. That's why you're supposed to eat soft foods. You can't drink hot drinks. You can't suck on a straw or anything else. It's very... Labor intensive. Yeah. The amount of effort that I had to put to moisten my socket. You had to regress into a full baby. I had to sleep upright for four days, basically, just fully like an ailing, I don't know, queen (laughs) in her bed. Just all of my servants were coming to me, bringing me blocks of ice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Some, Some ether. For me to sniff. And some leeches. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was fully sleeping, like, upright. (laughs) (laughs) Just in an elderly woman position. Yeah, but um, I made it. You did. You're here. It was so weird. It's so weird to have a tooth pulled, especially in the back of your mouth. I mean, he was, like, I I think at one point he, like, put his foot on my chest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was fully like getting leverage against my jaw to like rip it out. And it's so weird because you're so numb, but like you still feel the surrounding teeth. Yeah. Like for the and the entire- sounds. Ugh. The sounds really fuck with you. Yeah. For the entire time, I thought what I was feeling was the tooth. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the tooth next to it that Ugh. I was feeling it against. Ew. Anyway, I won't talk about it anymore. Thank you. I didn't get to keep it either. What? He didn't even show it to me. And I was like, can I see it? All okay. I want is to wear a necklace with your <laughs> rotted tooth dangling it from it. It was like pretty. I mean, it had like a clear hole in it. <laughs> The cavity, the problem is, I mean, yeah, when you get a cavity in your wisdom tooth, it's like, because it's so far back and it's so difficult to keep, like, clean, um, it gets bad quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky to be alive. Really? I guess my big beef, really, is with soft foods. Wow. Fuck soft I have never wanted to crunch into a Nature Valley bar more <laughs> in my life. I just want dry crumbs filling up my mouth, getting into every nook and cranny of my my moist, wet mouth. Poppy seeds everywhere. I Yeah. I just want seeds, crunchy bits of nuts. I want scraping kind of... Corn flakes. Sharp potato chips that actually mm, cut your mm, gums. Exactly. Yes. I want to eat an entire bag of sour cream and onion Lay's potato chips yes. until I can't feel my tongue. <laughs> yeah. I ate so much cottage cheese, oh. yogurt, applesauce. Mashed potatoes? I did not eat any mashed potatoes. Matt, that's rule number one when you get a tooth pulled. I ordered groceries and I ordered some mashed potatoes, but they're still in my fridge. Mm. I ate ice cream. You gave me some McConnell's ice cream. I did because I wasn't going to be in town while this was happening. So I brought you some ice cream to preemptively take care of you. I will say I was worried about eating it the first couple days because you thoughtlessly gave me ice creams that had little chips in it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, You can't suck on it until it melts? And because you're a huge bitch, (laughs) I had to just stare at ice cream and contemplate eating it, even though um, 
I couldn't. Wow. No, I, I still did. But I was like, uh-oh, what if this chocolate chip gets into my, my <laughs> socket and then infects me from within? But I'm assuming, yeah, it all melts. Yeah. So enough from us and especially <laughs> enough from you. Let's see if uh, there's anyone in the rent hotline answering machine who uh, has some bitching to do. Yes, please. Hi, guys. It's Katie. So my rant today is that a beloved podcast host, comedian, comma, People's Choice Award winner, mm, Matt Bellison has recently broken his silence on an issue that I have found. This might be what cancels him. Um, uh, he recently disrespected the greatest leafy green of all time, that is arugula. And first, wow. I'm supposed to say, how dare you, Matt? The pepperiness and the flavor that comes in every leaf of arugula is, like, I can't imagine. What, are you going to have spinach? Are you going to have spinach instead? Yeah. That's a fucking love yeah. spinach. So I just um, needed to rant about seeing your heroes fall from grace, one could say. Um, all right. So goodbye to Barry only if you like arugula. <laughs> Actually, I freaking right, hate arugula, bitch. <laughs> this is what prompted this as I was thinking about chicken milanese, as you do. Okay. <laughs> um, and what this listener is referencing is the fact that I tweeted and instead some arugula slander. I said, fuck this bitch, arugula. She's the worst bitch in the game. Okay. Literally the worst leaf that has ever existed. <laughs> and it was because I was thinking about chicken milanese, which is like a flat piece of breaded chicken. And then they just top it with like arugula. I especially dislike arugula when it is used as like a seasoning. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're a lettuce. Stick to your lane. But okay. even when it's in a salad as part of a salad, it's always like, for some reason, it just repels dressing. Oh, yeah. It's impossible to it get it wet. It is water resistant. And so when you're eating it, it's like suddenly you just are hit with this shard of arugula. Which has such an odd texture. Yeah. It does also, feel like a like tree is in your mouth. Weirdly, yeah, like branchy, even yeah. though it's detached from the branch. It is like <laughs> veiny. You can like feel the vein, the like throbbing dick vein that it goes through the center of the arugula. I hate it so much. I hate when it is used on top of stuff. I hate when it's mixed into stuff. And some people were like, oh, you know, you just, you, I guess I guess you can use it like spinach and like put it in stuff and it'll like wilt down. Does it even wilt? I feel like it would repel wilting. <laughs> also, who is going, I'm sorry, I, since you're canceling me, I'll cancel you, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Who is going this hard for arugula? Apparently this listener. Like, you love arugula that much that you're going to fucking defend her? No. No. I don't care how strong of a, you know, woman arugula is. I'll disrespect her. Take I'll disrespect her, her down. to her face. You don't deserve rights, okay? <laughs> you shouldn't be able to vote. No right to choose for arugula. And you certainly don't deserve a place on my plate. Never. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll tell, tell you that. that. And hey, keep calling us. Keep canceling us at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. All right. Let's get to the headlines. All right. Worst things first. Let's chat about the most ridiculous worst news of the week. All right. First... 
This is an update, a very important update, slash an apology that I feel like we owe a very um, mythic figure that we discussed last week. Although I will say I don't think we denigrated him in any way. In no. fact, I think we lauded him. We lifted I him up. We <laughs> turned I him into a him god. A god, exactly. <laughs> But you may recall Hank the Tank, a 500-pound black bear that was accused of terrorizing Lake Tahoe. Apparently, there was like 30 properties that he broke into. Has just been feasting, you know, going, having full bacchanals, if you will. There you SAT go. SAT word. Wow. Um, Spell that one. <laughs> can you tell I've read a book this week? <laughs> Hank the Tank is a 500-pound black bear, been wreaking havoc, and now new DNA evidence has exonerated Hank because officials now believe it is not just one bear, but three bears that are doing what Hank the Tank has been accused of. Anyway, so DNA evidence now shows that at least three not so little bears, okay? So they're still substantial bears in yeah, their own right. Yeah. They are responsible together for damaging more than 30 properties. Uh, the State Department of Fish and Wildlife said it will soon begin trapping the bears, and they're going to be tagging them and collecting evidence for genetic analysis. Whatever. This just makes me even more excited for Hank. You know, Hank's got pals. Now we understand that it's not just Hank the Tank. And it's not just that people were calling one bear Hank the Tank and Jake and Big Guy. It's that there are multiple bears with multiple names. Yeah. And here's the thing. Once you start villainizing these bears as a group, guess what? That's how the X-Men were formed. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, you have all these mutants in their own right. Now they're going to join up and because you are their common enemy, the people <laughs> trying to trap them. And now they've formed a team called the Hanks, I guess, <laughs> led by Tom. <laughs> they actually, we worship them, they worship Tom. Exactly. That's how it works. Next. Oh, love this story. Uh, more than 30 people who ate at a Thai restaurant in Las Vegas have reported getting sick, and apparently health officials say all their food was laced with THC. Yes. 420 yes. Blaze. Shout out to this Thai restaurant who said, guess what? We're all getting fucked up. Thai restaurant? More like, let's get a high restaurant. I'll allow it. Thank you so much. I will allow it. Uh, so health officials are investigating what led up to what they're calling an unusual illness um, <laughs> or a series of unusual illnesses. Patrons of this restaurant called The Secret of Siam. Oh, I I bet there's a secret. Okay. And it's called Marijuana. Apparently, patrons described having increased heart rates, blurred vision, disorientation, loss of consciousness, and oh, no. numbness or tingling within hours of being at the restaurant. <laughs> That's, my God. My number one side effect of being stoned is tingling. Ugh, numbness. I wish. <laughs> so anyway, so some of these customers told local news that they suspect that their food was tainted with THC after seeking medical attention and testing positive for it. So it's actually unclear. It's like, okay, maybe you were just high, and that's why you you tested positive. <laughs> Everyone for forgot that they had taken edibles an hour before eating at the restaurant. But so it's like, did the restaurant put THC in it, or did they get sick from something else and just also happen to be high? All 30 of them? Yeah. This is Vegas. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, why are we even hearing about this? Yeah. 
You should have kept it to yourself. You should stay there. Anyway, next! Um, in other dog news, one woman turned to Reddit for uh, help with a problem she's having with her neighbor. She's asking her neighbor to change his dog's name because she considers it, quote, inappropriate and offensive. His dog is named Boner. Alex and I just this week were joking about what if we got a second dog and what if we named him Boner. So nobody this would is really care. Incredible. In New York City, nobody would care. Yeah. You can call your dog whatever you want. The best would be Boner down and Boner up as far as commands go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Boner ejaculate and then he throws up. (laughs) (laughs) Boner spin, spin. So this woman says every morning she hears Boner, 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 come back inside. It may sound funny when you first hear it and only when you realize he's talking to a dog. But I hear this every day. (laughs) Yeah, you're blessed. Okay, I don't understand. It's not offensive. Yeah. Also, how do you think people named Dick feel? You know, Dick is a name. Right. That's literally the argument that the owner made. Really? Wow, I really (laughs) should get to know this owner because is it me? Yeah, he was literally like, there's people named Richard who go by Dick and you're not offended by that. And it's like, okay, well, is Boner short for something? (laughs) Like, in the neighbor's defense, you know what you were doing. (laughs) But also it's like, yeah, it's literally just a word. Yeah. It's just what this neighbor needs to do is... Go into the mirror, say boner like three, four hundred times. <laughs> It'll start losing its meaning. Absolutely. It loses its power over you. Should we do it right now? Yeah, this person, this person was so offended. I can't imagine him shouting it in the street or at a park. I believe this is in the UK also. What if this children? I can't imagine him shouting it in the street or in the park. (laughs) What if there's children around and he's screaming for Boner? (laughs) It's just not okay. She does say that she's a huge dog lover and she gets joy out of petting this dog um, every day. Um, She says Boner is a lovely dog and it's not his fault he has an offensive name. I look at the dog and I think, poor little thing with a name like that. (laughs) And to that, I would say he doesn't understand what words are. No. Even. No. Also, his dick is just fully out. (laughs) All the time. Just flopping. And he humps other dogs whenever he wants. Exactly. Has absolutely no sense of morals. No. Or ethics in any way. Yeah. Would fully rip your face off <laughs> would yeah would fully like hump a child i was at a party the other oh no <laughs> was i saying this um i got invited to this gathering and i showed up and there was a child there whoa i, I expected it to be like you know just a bunch of young singles you know everyone puts their keys in yeah the that's why there was a and- child there a young single <laughs> But yeah, it was like a smaller party and um yeah, one of one of the couples there had a probably like 4-year-old kid and I think he was doing it for attention, but like the dog started humping him and everyone started like kind of laughing as they got him to go away. But but then I think every, the kid realized like, oh, when the dog does that, everyone laughs at me. So oh. he started like fully Getting on all fours, like arching his back. Oh my god! <laughs> he was begging for it. <laughs> it very was very disturbing, astonishing. <laughs> I was like, God, 
God damn. <laughs> Show some respect. Probably a little hard to get. My God. It this was guy. just like fully arched. Yeah. This kid should meet Boner. <laughs> yeah. They'd have a great time. Anyway, my apologies to this woman for um, just having a really tough time. And finally, authorities have said that they've seized nearly $3 million worth of methamphetamine hidden among a shipment of onions. Oh. You thought you are being so clever, okay, making your drugs look like onions. Oh, nobody's going to go sniff around these onions. They smell too strong. No, they're not going to be able to peel back the layers on this drug shipment. I all set fire to the studio <laughs> so fast, okay? I have gasoline in my trunk. Um, so apparently what they did is they, like, wrapped up a whole bunch of little tiny, like, onion-shaped balls Mm -hmm. and stuffed it full of meth. I love when drugs come with, like, a crafting corner. Yeah. Where it's just, like, all of these, all these guys are sitting around making their drugs, you know, crocheting their little onion holders. I remember when I was little, I saw a picture somewhere, or maybe it was, like, one of my mom's, like, old friends um, who had, like, knit vegetables. Oh, cute. And they were all stuffed. And I was like, this is luxury. (laughs) I want this so bad. (laughs) Just a basket of knit vegetables. I was looking for, uh, like, kitschy food-related bookends this weekend. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly hard to find. There were hamburgers, but I wanted, like, a lettuce or something. Mm. But mm-hmm, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll keep looking out. Anyway, so yeah, they just made their drugs. I don't even know. Is meth like a powder? Or I guess there's crystal meth. Right. Which is like um, famously a crystal. And then you have to melt it in the spoon. This has been doing drugs with Matt. Boop. <sighs> yeah, I'm too scared to do anything besides weed. Amen. And that's really just to slow me down. <laughs> Because you wouldn't want to know what I'm like with when I'm not doing weed. No, absolutely. What? I basically need I need a tranquilizer or else I'd be like the Hulk. Right. Yes, of course. So doing weed is what keeps me in my human form. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, they thought they were being clever. They hid all their drugs in uh, a bunch of onions. Honestly, that would work on me. If I were a drug sniffing dog, I'd be like, no, thanks. Not a fan of <laughs> the smell. You could move right along. The problem is un- unchopped onion don't, doesn't really smell that no, much. No, no. Unless it starts going bad. And that I have experience with. Because... Let's face it, how many of us buy an onion and then it sits on the counter for several weeks? <laughs> I, Whenever I buy an onion, yeah, there's like an 80% chance I'll, I'll never touch it again yeah. until I throw it in the garbage. That's why you need a knit onion. Anyway, the drug people were like, this was not only a clever attempt to try and smuggle in narcotics, one I haven't seen before, but also time-consuming to wrap narcotics in these small packages designed to look like onions. Well done. That sounds to me like a passing grade. Yeah. You got at least an A-. minus. You feel like they're like, you know, like when you put out a movie and then you're like, oh, I hope it does well in the box office and then it absolutely tanks, but at least you get some critics, like, good reviews. You know, it's critically acclaimed. Right, that's, right. That's, like, what happened to these guys. Good, exactly. Good for you, dr- drug traffickers. Yes. Ugh. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Don't forget to share and tag us in ridiculous news that you want us to cover at Unhappy Hour on Instagram. And next, we're going to dive deep into meetings right after this commercial break. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. 
Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Deep I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on stage tonight. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right. Well, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I am a professional, obviously. Yeah. I do all kinds of professional stuff. Okay. If I weren't professional, uh, would I have drunkenly ordered a silver letter opener <laughs> on Amazon the other night that's waiting for me in my mailbox right now? I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, you know what I really need in my life? A murder weapon. <laughs> I'm just slowly collecting all of the clue game pieces, Ooh, but in real life. I fucking love that game. Yeah. So I'm still looking for a rope, a gun, a lead pipe. I guess all of them except a letter. Is a letter opener even one of them? I don't think so. No, okay. Well, I have one now. <laughs> I know. And of course they tried to get me. They were like, do you want a two pack? What do I need with two of them? I barely need one, but you got me. <laughs> One for the office. That's true. People do have offices. Yeah, one for your living room, one for your office. Exactly. Which brings me my point. Okay, everyone is in offices. A lot of people are back in a real life office. We are, for example, here in an office, Mm -hmm. in a studio. And if you're back in the office, you may be back in a little something I like to call a meeting. Okay. Yeah. Never been coined before. (laughs) I did recently, I, I we are currently looking for new office space, and I, in my real job, which is head of operations at Pineapple Street Studios, did go to look at an office space, and I was like, yeah, we need a lot of, you know, meeting rooms, and he was like, oh, yeah, collaboration centers, and I was like, you? Matt <laughs> 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 just did a full-on spit take, fully just spit all his water out of his mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> Collaboration centers. <laughs> I literally had at least eight ounces of water in my mouth that I just fully spit all over the ground. <laughs> I we we have to shut it down. I cannot believe someone actually said that. Yeah, collaboration centers. What? <laughs> uh, it's like how my high school used to call gym kinetic wellness. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> the copy room was the duplicating center. We need to take fucking Merriam-Webster, 
went too far with a thesaurus. Throw that thesaurus out the window. Yeah. Um, no, we don't need collaboration centers. We barely need meetings. Okay. <laughs> and that is the point of the deep dive. Okay. People are back in the office. You are perhaps back in in-person meetings. And the point is, this shit sucks. Okay. Every time I'm in a meeting, I'm like, I could be literally anywhere else. I could be curing <laughs> cancer right now, but instead I'm stuck in this shit. So let's get into it. This is the worst shit about meetings. First of all, what the fuck is a standing meeting? That's what I want to know. We used to have this shit when I worked in an office. It would be like first thing in the morning. Uh, rather than having like a full meeting, everyone would just kind of like come and stand around the boss's office. What? Do you know, know what a standing meeting I is? I just assumed you meant like a recurring meeting. No, no, no. Standing. Like actually physically standing. Yeah, that is ridiculous. It's like the morning meeting where it's supposed to be short, so you yeah. don't even take a seat. Um, and it's just like everybody checks in in the morning, and you're all you don't even sit down. You're just everyone's standing around the desk. Ridiculous. I, I guess I have heard of that, but I didn't actually think about the originating idea of it being st- like it's so quick that you're standing. I guess so. That's I just ridiculous. like if you are expecting me to show up and listen to shit someone else is saying. I better have a seat, okay? If not a bed. At this point, I'm sorry, you expect us to come back to offices and not be in a bed? Yeah. There should be beds. There needs to be some transition transition exactly. environments. Okay? I'll take a pull-out sofa. Sure, a futon. There you go. Yeah, one of those kind of oversized sofa chairs mm-hmm. that pull out into like a twin bed. A love sack beanbag. <laughs> we used to have, I mean, the like stereotypical BuzzFeed like caricature was that everybody was on beanbag chairs. Yeah. There was just ping pong tables everywhere. And it was like, no, actually there were pods, okay, that we, we <laughs> sat in, okay? And there was not a ping pong table. There was a pool table. Oh, okay. So Billiards, right. okay. We're professional here. It's billiards. Actually, I don't even think there was. Wow. But there was a Froyo machine. What? That's even more ridiculous than a ping pong table. I mean, that's how they did. That's how they got us. They were like, we're not going to match your 401k, but here's Froyo. Anyway, fuck a standing meeting. Also, you're just expected to pay attention during a meeting while someone is saying the dumbest shit you've ever heard (laughs) in your entire life. Dumb and boring. That is, I would say, the one good thing about being back in in-person meetings is that the problem with Zoom meetings is that everyone has a front row seat to your reaction to everything. It only (laughs) takes one little flick of the eye to see how you're reacting to something. So you sort of have to be on at all times. Uh uh Whereas in an in-person meeting, if the boss or someone is looking away, you can sort of let your, you could drop the act. Wow. You can stop pretending like you give a shit. Yeah. The second he turns around, you're looking at your coworkers and you're going, this guy. Sure. You know, you're motioning and you're like, this yeah, guy. Just full on Three Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do the sound effects also. But yeah, I just, the fact that you have to pay attention during a meeting is ridiculous. If you want to hold my attention, you better be entertaining. Yeah. I want th- a full burlesque act. Just the, the charade of having to act like you're paying attention to someone is fully ridiculous. And if you dare to have a presentation, there better be transitional slides Mm -hmm, and there mm -hmm. better be song cues. Exactly. I'm talking animations. Mm -hmm. I want to see every... Do you know how hard the people at Microsoft work to put together a PowerPoint, the program? Yeah. 
so that the little slide can turn into a box and then bounce around. Yeah. And you're just going to go ahead and not use that? It's a slap in the face. The one there, it's like, oh, it's a mosaic. And they all break apart and then they reform and it's something else. Beautiful. It's art. The one that it's like, oh, it's like a tornado. Or when it turns into a book. Yeah. Some hardworking engineer, coder, who went through his entire college experience never touching the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on their preference. Just anyone else. Never touching another human being. Grew up and they made the PowerPoint transitions. And then you're going to present to me some bullshit that doesn't have any character, any life and call it minimalist. <laughs> this is the this is the hell that Steve Jobs hath wrought. Okay, everyone thinks, oh, I got to make an Apple fucking deck. Oh, that's another thing I hate. We're Calling not, a PowerPoint a deck? a deck. The fuck is a deck? From where did that come? I don't know, but it is everywhere. I I specifically remember the point in my life. Okay, it was like November 7th. 2011, when I first heard someone refer to a PowerPoint as a deck, and I was like, where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) Never heard that before. And uh, yeah, I thought it was like some special... No. No. It's just a PowerPoint. But anyway, if you have a deck to present, you better make it fucking interesting. Okay, I want voices. I want characters. I want a narrative arc. Okay? I want a beginning, middle, and end. An act two break. Intermission, preferably. We do need bathroom breaks with meetings. It's ridiculous to have a long meeting and not have a bathroom break. Also, meetings never start on time. Okay? And this is a direct attack. I know. We had a team meeting today um, to plan this podcast. And you... Yeah, that's right. We do meet weekly to plan (laughs) this shit out. All right, guys? And by the way, it's like the one meeting that I actually have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this applies to any meeting, really, is that no meeting starts on time. No. No meeting starts on time. No meeting ends on time. Everybody is constantly in a state of running behind. I'm sure I brought this up before, but I will bring it up again. We need high school bells. We need bells. Okay. And we need time between meetings to walk to across campus to get to your other class. I do remember there was a, a period where people would only schedule meetings to be 50 minutes. Yeah. So that everyone had a 10 minute break. Yeah. It's like when we cared about our mental health for two seconds during the pandemic. And then we right. went right back to a terrible work life balance. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Bells in between and nap rooms, beds. Yeah. Every office needs one. Next! That was always the weird thing. The weird thing about having meetings in offices is that, like, yeah, you just have to, like, wait for everyone to show up. (laughs) I'm, like, now I'm just, like, remembering what it's like to be in an office. Yeah. And how weird it is that everyone just has to sit around, wait for everyone to show up. Inevitably, someone walks in with, like, a full-blown iced coffee. Oh, yeah. And that famously is the power move, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm quoting from, like, a famous um, a famous video or famous tweet of someone saying, the true power move is walking in with an iced coffee. Because if you walk in with a hot drink, obviously, no one knows how long ago you got it. But if you have a full ice drink, everyone knows you just got that shit <laughs> and you are late specifically because you got that shit. That is the power move. And I will always endorse it, by the way. Anything for iced coffee. 
Oh, this is my least favorite one, is when someone's like, oh, I have so many meetings. If you saw my calendar, it's just meeting, meeting, meeting. This is about this again, you. <laughs> it's a personal attack. Um, oh, my God. Yep. I have so many meetings to go yeah, to. I do. And you know what? Last night, Alex was like, why do you have so much energy right now? Did you have a coffee in the afternoon? And I was like, I don't know. Why do I have so much energy? And I realized it's because I only had like two or three meetings that day. And it's because I wasn't fucking exhausted from being in so many goddamn meetings all day. Yeah. I mean, I guess before I lay blame and burn you at the stake, Thank um, you. I I guess it is who is setting these meetings? Are you calling these meetings or are they being scheduled for you? It's a mix. It's a mix. Okay. Sorry that I'm a literal leader <laughs> at this company. I just, yeah. I I average, according to Google Calendar, 19 hours of meetings a week. So, you know, that's and that this is this is a good week for me. Well, yeah. So do you like how I'm doing the thing that you just said you hate what people do and (laughs) I'm doing it on record? Um, But yeah, on the flip side, I guess, is is what we were saying before is back to back to back meetings with no breaks in between. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's like this is not efficient. It sucks for the people who are in the meetings and it sucks for all of the people in their lives because then all those people hear about is those meetings. Right. And it's just a sick, sick cycle. No. Every meeting should be 10 minutes long. Amen. At most. Anyway, next. Then there's always there's always that person in the meeting who has absolutely nothing to say but decides to fucking speak anyway. <laughs> and it's like, guess what? You could have kept your mouth shut, but now you decided to open it up and we all have to fucking listen to it. <sighs> nothing bothers me more than a, I don't have a question. I have more of a comment. Ass bitch. Okay. I will throw hands in the middle of this conference room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the middle of this collaboration center. <laughs> If you dare to use the phrase, I don't have a question, it's more of a comment. Also, if you're saying something and you start it by saying, well, this person basically just said this, I just want to emphasize. And then you say the thing that they just said. Um, Guess what? They already said it. So we all heard it. So it's okay. And we don't need to hear it again. Yeah. Thank you for wasting space. Just to piggyback off of that. Don't you dare. I really hate when someone says something and then (laughs) someone else just repeats it. Um, especially when it's a man repeating a woman, famously. Yeah. There was another TikTok I saw, ring the bell, um, where a woman, uh, the prompt was like, what is kind of a subtle power move that you do in your life uh, that, uh, that more people should be doing or something like that? And this woman was like, I was always the person that they would ask to take notes. And it was literally not my job description. So I just stopped bringing any writing implement to the meeting. I stopped bringing my laptop, my phone, and they never asked me to take minutes again. (laughs) And somehow everybody remembered everything that happened. Funny how that was. Um, Shout out to her, absolute queen. And finally, this really goes without saying, but every meeting could be an email, okay? Every single meeting. I don't I don't give a shit what you're meeting about if you're planning <laughs> the literal f- fucking apocalypse. I don't know. I got a good example. The one exception is that unless you're sitting around a stone table, okay, in Rivendell, <laughs> plotting out the future of the one true ring of power, I should not be here in person. This could have been a fucking email, okay? And even that could have been an email. <laughs> you just you just reply, you have my axe, done. Right. Any volunteers? <laughs> 
That's what that's what that email could have been. Yeah. CC dwarves, CC elves, CC <laughs> hobbits, I guess. BCC hobbits, let's be real. That's true. They weren't actually allowed. <laughs> the point is, if the last two years of being out of the office, being forced onto Zoom, have taught us anything, it's to seriously question every aspect of your life before you hit that invite uh, on on your meeting. Okay? Amen. Amen. Think about that. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good shit that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Uh, Barry, what are we highlighting this week? I wanted to highlight two things because obviously uh, there's some big international news happening right now. And so we wanted to give some resources to help when it comes to Ukrainian solidarity and refugees. So we are posting about an Instagram called Ukrainians in Solidarity. And there's a lot of resources on there that we'll point to. And then there's also this article from Heavy, uh, which is just a list of verified charities, aid, relief, GoFundMes, things like that. So we're going to provide some of those if you want to find ways to help. And then I also just wanted to bring up the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida passed the next like level, basically, of legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is an organization called Equality Florida, only in Florida, am I right? Uh, that is an organization that helps with LGBTQ rights in Florida specifically. Um, and there are ways to volunteer and donate and action. So we're going to link to that as well if you want to get involved there. Yeah. Some international and national ways to help during a truly fucking chaotic time. Yeah, I know. And the scary thing is the governor of Florida is like up there in terms of contenders to be uh, the Le- next Don't nominee. even. Don't even. <laughs> I can't. Uh yeah. Can you imagine? No. The, I mean, the, I don't want someone to. Someone from Florida Make being it stop. president. Make it stop. <laughs> um, anyway. All right. Let's get into the TV we're watching this week. What have you been watching? I finished the second season of Southside, which I loved. It was. It gets to some really weird, fun places, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then Alex and I started watching Better Call Saul in anticipation of the final season. I've just heard so many good things about it. And did you watch Breaking Bad? No. No, I did not. Does it make sense? Yeah. It's it, Everything that I've heard about it is like, even if you didn't watch Breaking Bad. And I've, I know enough about Breaking Bad. Like, there was a character in the first episode where I was like, that guy's in it. I understand that that is a reference to Breaking Bad. Right. So I started to watch that. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I want to watch. I I watch Breaking Bad, but not Better Call Saul. Oh, my God. Start on this train with me. So I should, yeah. What about you? What are you watching this week? Well, I did it randomly watch while I was in my wisdom tooth recovery coma. A show called Years and Years on HBO Max. Never even heard of it. Uh, it's like a British show, British like science fiction kind of dystopian show. I was looking for dystopian shows. Mm, cool. <laughs> and it was on there and it stars like Russell Tovey, Emma Thompson, okay. uh, a bunch of other British actors. I mean, I, I don't know if now is the best time to watch it. <laughs> cool. Because, okay, basically it is like a limited series. It is kind of like a Black Mirror episode, uh-huh. but like an extended one. But it's like a family drama. It sort of imagines that the last president won a second term 
and um, then like kind of a nuclear situation breaks out okay. and <laughs> and the world kind of falls apart a little bit. Cool. Literally an entire plot line throughout the entire thing is that like Russia invades Ukraine and displaces. Sweet. Love it. Do you think that Putin actually like watched that and was like, this show fucking is sick. I should. This is a great idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it is weirdly, oddly prophetic, but. A, I would watch Emma Thompson in anything. B, I Amen. would watch Russell Tovey in anything, even though I don't think I've actually seen him in anything. <laughs> Do you even know who Russell Tovey is? I don't. Tovey I absolutely is? don't. I'm about to look it up. He's the English or Irish or Welsh actor who has very large ears. Oh, he's so cute. I love him. Anyway, so that was one. Um, watch if you feel like it. <laughs> the other one is Love is Blind on Netflix. Yes. Watched all of that. I think every episode is out by now. One of the most ridiculous and infuriating reality shows I've ever seen. <laughs> I have never wanted, like, Netflix was very close to owing me a new television. Because yeah. I was seconds away from throwing my phone directly through the screen <laughs> at how frustrating these people are. If you don't know the premise of Love is Blind, briefly, it's people who don't get to see one another. They go on dates, in air quotes, where they're talking to people through a wall. Right. And then at the end of the dating period, people who've established a connection, if you feel like it, you will literally propose to the person. <laughs> So it's like you've fallen in love in the course of 10 days, and these people are dead-ass serious <laughs> about being in love. And it has some of the most batshit people I've ever seen in my life. It is just like you don't need a psychology degree to realize that these people are going to murder one another <laughs> and that they do not belong with one another And then at all. there will be an incredible Netflix investigative documentary about it all. So it's true crime. It, it all makes sense. I suppose, they yeah. About it. Vertical integration. Yeah. Um, I think that the entire budget of that show also went into building the pods. Oh, yeah. Are there, like, any other uses for those things? I don't know. It's, like, amazing because they always do these aerial shots and they're all, like, lined up. And I I truly feel like they spent their entire budget on that because they get to the weddings and every wedding looks like it has a budget of exactly $150. (laughs) It is the cheapest-ass wedding I've ever seen. I'm like, no, 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 no. If I'm ever on the show and I meet the love of my life in 10 days through a wall and we get married, we're not doing it in the extra room at the fucking conference center down the street, okay? (laughs) And hanging up a little lace and calling it a wedding. Absolutely not. No. no. Also, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton, is that his wife's name? That doesn't sound That's right. Not, they're not married. They host it, but they're in it for a total of five minutes. <laughs> and it is always jarring when you see them. Anyway, it is a truly wild show. I do recommend it if, if you want to hate yourself. Cool. What's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser this week is the new Mitski album, which came out a couple Mm. weeks ago, and I just got it on vinyl as well. And I forgot to mention that while I was putting up my removable wallpaper, I was blasting that. She's so good at making sad girl bleep bloop bops, you know, just like songs (laughs) that make you want to dance, but also that you can cry through. It's really a fantastic balance that uh, is a beautiful Venn diagram of my identity. So stone, sad, dance girl, you know? Sure. We love it. So that's my non-TV chaser. What about you? Mine, I'll keep it simple, related to Russell Tovey, um, (laughs) is audiobooks with English accents. Oh, we love, we love. I think I've talked about it before. I am now ruined for any audiobook that does not have an English voice. 
Like, I tried listening to one that was just, like, an American person, and I was like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> no. The only exception is mine. Of course, of course. <laughs> By the way, I do have an audiobook, Everything is Awful and Other Observations. I recorded my own audiobook. I'm very proud of it. If you like this podcast, you'll like the audiobook. I think of a comedian especially as, like, reading their book. It's like you have to perform it. Yeah. And that is what I think English people understand mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that you are – it's a performance. Yes. And sometimes you get an audiobook and it's just like this motherfucker is just reading. Just reading words on a page. So I've been reading a lot of books, Sprag, wow, and wow. Um, yeah, inevitably, I think there's a point at which I start every book and I'm like, I wonder what the audiobook to this sounds like <laughs> and I can just kind of read along. I need to listen. I need to like be reading the book while mm-hmm. I'm listening to it. Nothing I love more right now than embroidering while listening to audiobooks, let me tell you. Maybe I should try a starter book where I'm not following along. Yeah. I'm just worried it it's won't It's nice take. for like a walk. Yeah. I can't do it if I'm just sitting there. But if I'm, do- I mean, it's so similar to a podcast. If like, I'm cleaning or I'm doing dishes or something, but especially if I'm like embroidering, it's like a nice, yeah, a nice way to do it. There was one book I was reading that I couldn't find the audiobook for, and I finally found it on some obscure website. <laughs> and the narration is so good. It's just this English woman who's fully delivering. We and love I'm it. like, this is elevating the experience beyond. So highly recommend finding an English accent. Oh yeah, Russell Tovey. I remember I was reading like an Oscar Wilde. The Picture of Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. And Russell Tovey, there's an audible version where he narrates it, and it's really good. Fantastic. And that's it, isn't it? It is. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Follow us. Then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Orozco, and me, Matt Belisai. Hadeem Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Honsdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Happy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Oh, bye-bye. Didn't we almost have it all?